We are now recording, and this is Out Now with Aaron and Abe. I am Aaron, as always, this is... Abe! Hello, Aaron, how are you? I'm doing well. It's Friday night. Mm. You feeling all right? The, if I was going to watch TGIF after this, I'd definitely be feeling all right. Mm-hmm. Now, which era TGIF? Are you talking, like, before uh, Family Matters or, like, step-by-step type thing? What What's before Family Matters? I thought that they came on a little bit later, like Urkel came through on. That's fair enough. Okay, yeah, there is like a earlier, earlier period, but yeah, that's that's that, but that's like that's before the '90s at that point. So no, it wouldn't be that. It'd be it'd be the straight like early mid '90s. Okay, yeah, would be like Family Matters. Step by Step would probably be in there. Yeah, Early Boy Meets World would be in there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. There's like one more show usually. There's one. I'm not. Yeah, I can't remember it either. Those are those are the hits. Exactly. (laughs) we can't remember the last show well like right eventually now. like sabrina gets in there yeah that but that's like later night it's like mid to that's late true. 90s. that's like 97 yeah that's like later on yeah mm-hmm. uh this has been tv talk yeah we should really look up that whole schedule and just go through the different years as you're, as you're entering the show i'm going to uh, out now is a film podcast where even i discuss new movies weekly however every now and then i hit these special bonus episodes uh one of it's one of our fun commentary tracks we were different and this is a little different because uh, normally we do a few Oscar show, Oscar related shows uh, on this podcast, but they're more centered on predictions and then the immediate after show uh, regarding the ceremony and everything. Uh, but Abe and I thought it'd be fun to actually do a reaction show to the nominations, which <laughs> came out earlier this week. Yeah. Uh, so that's what we're going to do. We're going to you know, provide some thoughts on the, the, the nominations as a whole and then just kind of go through the categories and uh, give our thoughts. Yeah, not even early predictions because you know there's no really, there's show. no time to predict. There's you know, no time it was, for that. It was early. Yeah. It's exactly. something could swarm ahead. You know who knows? Like swarm ahead. Whew. Yeah, like Killian Murphy could like kill a guy, and then suddenly he's not going to win Best Actor, or maybe he still does. I don't know. Well, but it'd I don't be know. Tough. Yeah, you never know. It'd be there's a like, tougher prediction to make. That's this like, is true. It's certainly true. Yeah, a lot of a lot of political stuff happening right now, including apparently murder, which I'm not trying to joke about. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Abe, what are your what are your reactions to the, the Oscars nominations as a whole? Dinosaurs is on TGIF. That was a wasn't that a Fox? No, it was ABC. Yeah, you're right. It was yeah. ABC. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that before they got before they got destroyed by the uh, before the it had episode. the most depressing series finale. Yes, yeah, <laughs> you should go see it if you haven't seen it. Um, you know, uh, my friend asked me about this too, and I, I basically just wrote back. It really feels like chalk. Uh, because of the the SAG Awards and also uh, the Critics' Choice Awards and uh, I think a few other previous category or previous award shows, um, nothing really out of line. I think as I was looking through the nominations, um, it was cool that the holdovers got you know Best Picture nod, but um, yeah, it didn't really feel like it was anything was super surprising um, when I when I saw the nominations. But a, a few omissions that we'll get to a little bit later, I think. That's a fair assessment in terms of like. The quality of said nominations, regardless of surprise, were you happy to just see the various films that were up for the big awards? I was. And again, it's a lot of the prestige pictures and a lot of the pictures I think that you and I predictably liked uh, when we were reviewing the movies. Um, so I think it would have been interesting if they had gone, I don't know about Boulder, but, you know, something like if you wanted to nominate the boy and the heron or spider-man across the universe for best picture that would have been that would have been great you know it's always welcome but it it certainly seems as though there's still uh, some weird uh vibe toward not really letting anything except for like dramatic pictures go into best picture so 
That's fair. Like, I, I'm not opposed to what you're saying because I agree. I mean, it's if you've been following along with the award season or what have you, there's not a lot of surprises here. Yeah. Like, we can get to some stuff later on, but even things that aren't nominated is only because, like, the sixth or seventh most likely option got in there instead. Like, it's not a lot of, yeah. you know, there's no, there's no, very few things came out of the blue um, as far as most of the, right. like, these things. And, yeah. As far as like just looking at the list, the various lists, like, I mean, I'm happy with like, would I have liked to see different movies in certain categories? Sure. But like, it's a pretty strong best picture lineup. Like, I like all of these movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, you're saying drama. I mean, there's like four comedies in here. I mean, the, yeah, there's four things. Yeah. It's there. There's four things. American fiction, Barbie. I mean, this <laughs> is a bunch of. There's dramatic uh, things in all those. Yeah, yeah sure. There's certainly I, I hear in there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. In, 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 you know, there's years where there's no, there's no laughs. <laughs> this is true. So. Yeah. And I think that there are also years where you're just holdovers, like, of course, as well. Exactly. Yeah, that was a nice one. But sometimes you're you, you see some of the best picture nominees and you're just like scratching your head. Um, and you're like, how did that get best picture? You know, like I think most recently, like something like Green Book. You're like, Green Book, really? But you know, uh this year. Pretty good movies. I think very positively reviewed movies. Yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe like minus like a few strays of just like, you know, uh, narcissism and, and uh, machismo or whatever else. But, you know, pretty strong list of movies here. Yeah, I mean, our our opinions aside, I mean, there there's nothing here that was like universally mid-reviewed or what have you. Like everything is an acclaimed hit uh, for looking at this. I mean, so yeah, I mean, it's... It, I, see, I see it as a positive as far as like okay. the quality of stuff combined with things that were pretty accessible. I mean, t- the two biggest hits of the year are on the best picture list. I mean, was... That's actually a really fascinating point. Yeah, the accessibility factor. Are you talking about like from an audience level or from from um... I, in, in both ways, in terms okay. of the movies that are here, you can mostly see like zone yes. of interest is maybe the only one that's difficult for some areas of the country just yeah. because it's a smaller film that's opening wider in February. Mm-hmm. Um Everything else is like it's everything's either streaming right now or in theaters. That's true. Yeah. And then yeah. in terms of like the kinds of movies we're seeing, again, there's four basically comedies here. There's one drama that was that made a billion dollars. Uh, there's a Martin Scorsese movie, which no one's going to say like you know that's that's homework. I mean, it's a Scorsese <laughs> movie. I mean, it's a lot of stuff that I even like. Anatomy of a Fall is a courtroom drama. People love courtroom dramas. I mean, it's there's a lot of stuff here that people yeah. just generally like to kind of see. So sure. Yeah. Compared well, to the, compared right. to other years, of course. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Again, compared to other years, I feel like it's a pretty strong category. Like strong in terms of the movies, the mm-hmm. the movie presence of, of just how they did box office and critically and, and commercially. Well, you want to go through? I want to go through these categories. Do it. All right. So, best picture. Ooh. We'll start at the top. The tippy, the tippy toppy, as some people call it. Uh, <laughs> Who calls it that? Uh, you know, oh, people... you 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 know who calls her that? I don't know. Yeah, Steve Carell does in the office, of course. Oh, okay. The boobity boppity straight to the toppity. Um, I never reference the office because I prefer the UK. I know. I think fine. that's the first time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but Craig Robinson does make me laugh a lot, so that helps. He does, yeah. So we have the uh, the the nominees uh, for best picture. We have American Fiction, mm-hmm. Anatomy of a Fall, Barbie, The Holdovers. Killers of a Flower Moon, Maestro, Oppenheimer, Poorer Things, Past Lives, and The Zone of Interest. Mm-hmm. T- 
10 nominee we're, we're at the 10 we did that last year as well but we're like we're stuck That's with right. 10 now as opposed to like maybe it's nine if we're doing 10 all the time mm-hmm. um and it, it is still pretty flex right you they don't have to nominate 10 no it is no it's it's set oh, in stone now it has to. to be 10 now okay, it, it started that that became i thought small. it was like minimum five maximum 10 kind of thing no, like but... last year was the first year of we've eliminated the whole maybe it's this or that now it's got it. it'd always be 10 until they unless they change it again yeah got it okay um, so with that in mind, I look at I I look at all these nominations, and again, I I don't like all of these films the same, but I still like I like this list. If there's stuff I'd include, yes, obviously Spider Verse is my favorite movie of the year, so I put that in. That was sir, that was mm-hmm. that was in the conversation, <laughs> so I wasn't against the idea of that being in there. Yeah. Um, by default, I'd maybe move Maestro or Barbie out just because those were. Like I like all of these movies, but those would be towards the bottom of my list for me personally. Yeah, so, sure. Like that's the one I'd re- replace it with. Uh, how about you, Abe? Yeah, again, I mentioned maybe like not so much that Cross the Spider Verse needed to be in there, but I certainly would have liked a bold choice like that. You know, I think that is it still Beauty and the Beast ninety three. That still is the only animated movie ever nominated for Best Picture. No, there's three now. There's that. There's, up, there's okay. up and Toy Story three. Oh wow! Okay, up. Surprising. It would have been the fourth, which is still not a large number. <laughs> not a large not, number for, the, for the, how long the Academy has been around. But yeah. again, I I just like that people people being like you know Gilmore del Toro, friend of the show, Gilmore del Toro, um, and also Phil Lord, Chris Miller, and a lot of other animators are are trying to really push this um, animated movies to be considered quote unquote like mainstream or like best picture. Nothing here really stands out. Um, I, I hear you on the Barbie and the Maestro uh, picks. I think it Barbie is just it's just uh, a behemoth this year, so I kind of get it. Well, people Maestro, like, people like it more than me. I mean, it's the other thing. Sure, yeah. I think it was like number <laughs> seventeen on your list or something like that. Um, no, it, it's it's not it's not in the top fifty for me. Wow. Okay. All right. Uh, but yeah, um, I'm I'm kind of like uh, I think that a lot of the News was kind of centered around Anatomy of a Fall, uh, which we'll, we can talk more about as we keep going too. But certainly that seemed to uh, pick up a lot of steam. And I think there was also a, a conversation about how that might have been a, a faux pas uh, on the country of France for what they submitted, which was um, the taste of things uh, versus like this movie that has... I don't know. Was it like a secret pickup of things, Aaron? Uh, or was it just... No, it actually was always good since it's festival debut and they just made maybe a, a mistake i mean i can't speak to you know what france's choice is and not it's all it's all there's always Wait, hold pol- on, let's call them right now france hello oh we <laughs> they say bonjour <laughs> oh i mean we yes i mean he's a your question <laughs> well i'm glad you responded to the to just me calling you france uh, uh, i have to go now <laughs> goodbye <All right. laughs> It's gonna be a long show. <laughs> Twenty-seven <laughs> categories. <or> <laughs> Sorry, man. Even fall. Like, yeah. Go ahead. Your thoughts on on. Uh, well, I mean, yeah. I mean, you're not like I can't. Again, I can't speak to why France cho- or why any totally, country yeah. honestly chooses the things that they choose because there's a variety of reasons, I'm sure. Right. Um, but yes, Anatomy of Fall was a claim from the very beginning. It okay. It, yeah. it you know there. We can get other areas or the areas where I think it has more of like a how oh, that got in there kind of reaction to it sure. uh, as best picture. That seemed like an inevitability because there's 10 there's because the there's 10 slots like so it's like, yeah, it, it was kind of fascinating just to see it there because I was thinking to myself, you know, when I watched it, I was like, you know, this is a good movie, but I also 
um, didn't expect it to be Best Picture nominated, uh, which is a, a pleasant surprise, though. It's always good to see movies that have uh, picked up a lot of steam kind of gain that. And also, again, something like Past Lives, which came out in June, um, just continuing to be on people's minds. Um, and obviously, like, um, you have a lot of, like, late, ca calendar late movies mm -hmm. because of the pushes, but it's always good to see, um, again, festival films just keep up because uh, festivals are happening right now, right? Like usually, like they happen throughout the year, but like, a lot of them the, the, kick I off. mean, Sundance is right now. Can Can is really where like things like kick off for like this coming year because it'll be that, mm -hmm. and then everything follows from there. Right. Right now, it's like Sundance. Then there's like a big break. Like yeah. yes, there's always festivals in terms of like yes, plenty of countries all over right. the place. Up, but as far as like the ones that are notable for these are movies that are likely going to be going on to like get Oscars and BAFTAs and things like that. It's right. like in and onward is when you start to like yeah, see exactly. those movies. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Um, I forgot. No, that's okay. <laughs> um, so yeah. All right. Uh, let's move on. Let's get to our next category. Best yeah. director. We have Justin Triet for Anatomy of a Fall, Martin mm -hmm. Scorsese for Killers of the Flower Moon, Christopher Nolan for Oppenheimer, Yorgos Lantimos for Poor Things, and Jonathan Glazer for The Zone of Interest. Mm -hmm. This is a category where I was kind of maybe hoping that Celine Song would get a nomination for Best Director. Um, if you ask me who I'd put kind of maybe move out, it would probably be Jonathan Glazer for The Zone of Interest. Jonathan Glazer, pretty cool guy. You know, he's made some pretty good pretty interesting movies that I think we have really appreciated the like the style and maybe even like the um like the strange like ingenue of it all uh of, hmm. of his movies hmm. uh, including things like under the skin where I'm thinking specifically of like the of like the the liquid black ink scenes and stuff like that and even in this movie I asked you kind of off mic like hey what'd you think about like these specific scenes where he's using a, a, a film choice um a vision choice um, so he's he's still doing things there, but yeah, it would have been great for Celine's song because uh, Past Lives nominated for Best Picture and uh, for Original Screenplay. But you know, she did a great job directing this movie that we we have talked about uh, throughout the year. I remember what I was going to say, uh, which is with regards to what you're. It's what you you made you helped me remember. Uh, it's the it's the the reason like Pat, why a movie like Past Lives is because campaigning. That's that's the payoff. When, yes, when a yeah. studio puts its muscle behind the movie. Yeah. Um, but when it comes out in the summer, regardless, yeah, that's going to make the impact. And A24, you know, putting pretty much all of their effort into that and zone of interest for that matter. Right. But that's why poor their uh, past lives is very present. Um, yeah, it's still in people's minds. Yeah. I, I mean, we it, just, and we just talked about that with um, mm -hmm. Origin last week, where we were talking about how may, maybe how Neon was Neon backing just, a different horse. They backed Anatomy of the Fall. Uh, and, there you go. And, for, and Ferrari. But this, but neither. I think it's pronounced Patty. Uh, yeah, uh, but yeah, they didn't pay off, uh, except uh -huh. Anatomy did. The, the others yeah. didn't. Uh, past life and past lives ultimately only has two nominations too. I mean, that's the other thing. Like it, right? But um, um, as far as this list, go, I mean, yeah, the I mean, the the biggest thing that like the news and that uh, the internet is freaking out over is the fact that Greta Gerwig's not nominated uh, in this category for Barbie. Um, I am not surprised by this. Mm -hmm. uh, I and that's and she's up for DGA. I mean, it's not that's not like it was completely un, you know uh, impossible for it to happen. Mm -hmm. But the thing that I like pointing out and that I really appreciate is that these international branches for the past decade or two, they've been making an impact. 
They uh, have, yes. They, it's not just the American filmmakers that get in these slots, and it's largely because the, the international branches, they have their sway. And so, yeah, yeah. something like Anatomy of Fall and Zone of Interest uh, can make it into this category, not unlike... I think it was Roma and and Cold War, uh, Pavel Pawlikowski, one one of my favorite films of that year, um, that both made it in there. And it's like, nobody saw Cold War. (laughs) But I mean, it's (laughs) not as far as audiences are concerned. Very well regarded. uh, Yeah, because it's awesome. But I mean, that's, you know, if you're you're paying attention to this kind of thing, it's like, not a crazy surprise to see this happen. But um, that's true. Yeah. Um, Sorry. Uh, I was also going to say that you know, even for like best director and for even for best picture, like this is not a this is not a um, a creep into our other show, but it still feels like it's Oppenheimer to me. Um, so regardless of what happens, I'd be curious like, to see where where the other chips fall. But I still have as of now, like Oppenheimer is probably going to sweep a lot of this stuff. <laughs> it just seems like a <laughs> yeah. Also, I guess we should mention that Oppenheimer. How many nominations? Thirteen. It has thirteen. 12? Yeah, thirteen. Yeah. So just shy of like. The fourteen that Titanic has. Um, that was Any, just anything... right? because it because it won eleven. Yeah, I guess I got nominated for fourteen. Mm. Yeah. Uh, did it win eleven? It yeah, won eleven because yeah. eleven's the most that everybody's won. Yeah. That and Return of the King and Ben. Return of the King. Yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah. Get on, get on Nolan and and team for getting that. I actually uh, really liked actually for. Go back to best picture for a second. I actually like that Apple TV just showed all the credits uh, on their X page, Twitter page, and I'm gonna guess maybe on their Instagram page. Who knows? But um, it was cool to see, you know, like a seven minute credit uh, for all the people that worked on this movie. So yeah, sure. anyway, um, let's see. As far as I don't know who I'd kick out of this lot. Um, not not like, that you, not that we're playing that game, audience. It's more just like you know. I it's had more yeah because Celine song. And like I'm trying to think like yeah, you're saying Celine song. Like I I can get behind that. I I get I can get behind. Um, not like I I I really like a thousand and one. Like A.B. Rockwell would be a good yeah, that, that a would, cool that pick would, in there as well. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, the other one, like Alexander Payne, another one that was like notably not in there because again, oh, he, it yeah, I didn't think about that actually because he's yeah. also he was all he's also DGA nominated like Payne, it, but, yeah. but these but again, <laughs> the the uh, international branches they have their swing right. they, they got their thing in there they certainly do. All right, let's move on now. Let's get to best actor. Mm-hmm. We have Bradley Cooper for Maestro, Coleman Domingo for Rustin, Paul Giamatti for The Holdovers, Gillian Murphy for Oppenheimer, and Jeffrey Wright for Why did you go Italian there, but not for Ferrari? I, I, you hit him when you hit him. Okay. That's right. a, a good quip. <laughs> um, I am curious your thoughts about Coleman Domingo and Rustin, which I haven't seen, but I've kind of heard that he's good, but it's also just not that good of a movie. Um, but Everything here, it's actually it, Giamatti. I I I love that nomination, and I'm kind of worried for Killian Murphy, my my personal pick. Um, but I also love the Jeffrey Wright nomination. I actually love. Uh, he had an interview. I forget with with which outlet, where he uh, he shared a story about his mother and his son, kind of congratulating him, and, and it was very tender. Um, so again, I I'm, those were genuine for sure. But you certainly pick up on things about campaigning. So, you know, Paul Giamatti kind of going to In-N-Out and saying that he'll continue to go to In-N-Out. That's definitely a campaign move. I mean. <laughs> he also, it's a great burger place, too. Yeah. Um, as far as Rustin goes, yeah, like, and I even I'm in the slight minority as far as I, 
I don't think the movie's very. I, I gave it a, a rotten on Rotten Tomatoes, but it's still like a fresh movie overall. Like it's yeah, like okay. it, but it's it's still fine. It's not like it's staring yeah. up the charts as far as how strong the reviews are. But Coleman Domingo is a very good actor who I really like, so I'm, I'm happy to see him have a nomination. Would I have nominated him for this movie? No, I wouldn't. Okay, um, I actually I made my own lists for each of these cat for each of the acting Get categories. It. Uh, okay. Uh, I have Killian Murphy for Oppenheimer, Dar Salim for The Covenant, Jeffrey Wright for American Fiction, Koji Yakushiro for Perfect Days, the Vendors film, mm-hmm. and Giamatti for Holdovers. Okay. Wow. That's a good list. Yeah. I, uh, again, Perfect Days I haven't seen yet. I think it's going to release wider in America in February. Yeah. Um, so uh, I'm kind of bummed that that uh, I didn't get a chance to see it when it uh, premiered for all the folks, um, uh, I guess, last December. Yeah. But yeah, Uh, I mean, looking at this list, there's not like I wouldn't be upset about any of these people winning an Oscar. I like I like I like all these people doing their thing here. Their performances are good, regardless of the and like, yeah, Rustin's the only one I'm like, eh, whatever. But like, I still again, Domingo is a great actor. I'm not against him being up for an award. Yeah. Um, Not a shot of Bradley Cooper. But what about Bradley Cooper? I think he's very good in Maestro. I I like Maestro quite a bit. Like Mm -hmm. it's somewhere in my. 40 i believe okay um but i i think he's very good in the role so i have i have no issue with him being here like it does it does it like he is playing the game it seems as far as like oh well rami malik can win for the teeth i guess i'll put on a nose and do the thing like (laughs) like that's there but i do think especially like watching it as opposed to like seeing stills of it or hearing about it i think Uh actually watching the movie like i like what he's doing as as lenny Lenny, leonard bernstein like it's a good performance you can call him lenny i know that you're friends with him i i try to hide it yeah (laughs) (laughs) do you have any uh any person you put in here or i don't know if there's anybody that i would i would kind of replace because even though i i kind of had thoughts about coming Domingo, i don't know who i would be like oh well you know we should nominate that guy you know if i'm gonna go my past lives thing i'd nominate teo so uh, who played hey sung uh in mm-hmm. past lives this is not because i'm just like oh past lives past lives, past lives. he's turning in a really good nuanced performance uh for there's nothing wrong with that... you supporting one of your favorite movies of the year <laughs> yeah, yeah, my yeah. number two movie of the year <laughs> yes. uh, no but he he is turning in a really good performance and so when you think about the impacts of actors that have you've you've had or that have had on you in like the past year you know this is also a case for like um andrew scott in uh um, all, all strangers. the strangers yeah mm-hmm. where it's like you know this is a really good performance but i don't it's just it's a pretty small movie, and and uh, it would have been cool if it got some some additional Oscar love, but that's okay. Uh, but yeah, there's nobody that I I can think of like offhand, uh, even though I just did with uh, Teo, but still, because um, I, I, I haven't seen Rustin to be like, oh well, you know, it's mm-hmm. a deserved nomination. You know what I mean? I have like a master list of everything 2023 for all the film stuff and everything. So I have mm-hmm. like all the categories and like all. So I have like a list of like, you know, like 20 people and all these things. So it's like, so excellent. I, yeah. Yeah. I did. So I narrowed it down to five. But like, okay. yeah, I, I don't disagree with you because, yes, like these are all good perform. Like, no, no one's saying that <laughs> these are bad performances. Right. Um, or at least from as far as I'm concerned. Like, I like, guess yeah. not what I'm saying. It's just more of, you know, if I had my way, like that's <laughs> certain things. <laughs> All right, let's get the best actress. The Aaron Newworth Awards. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Best actress: Annette Bening for Niad, Lily Gladstone for Killers of the Flower Moon, Sandra Huller for Anatomy of a Fall, Carrie Mulligan for Maestro, and Emma Stone for Poor Things. So this is an interesting one because I haven't seen Niad, but I remember that you were kind of reviewing it. I think that you were saying like Jodie Foster is great in Niad, 
And Annette Bening is like, she's okay. It's um, the better of the two. Like, Annette Bening's not bad because she's a good actress, okay. but like, it's the better of the two performances. Also, it's a lead performance. Um, so <laughs> we'll get we'll get to category fraud in a second. Um, sure. <laughs> they're both leads in that movie. <laughs> Got it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that makes sense. It's similar to like they, they are Judas, both on the poster. <laughs> it's very much Judas and the Black Messiah. Like those Bur- are two Le- lead Lakeith actors. and Daniel Kaluuya yeah. are both the leads of that movie. Those are two lead. <laughs> actors no, sorry, no, they were both nominated for supporting. That's what it was. Both nominated for supporting. Yeah, and, and, and they're both the won, leads. Like... But they were both lead actors in that movie. There's no denying that, that. was nuts. <laughs> both yeah. of them were supporting who exactly? Exactly, <laughs> you're supporting. Um, uh, what's his face? Uh, the kid from Friday Night Lights. There they are supporting James Landry. There's supporting yeah, him. Landry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, nothing. Nothing. You know, I think Sandra Holler coming in for Anatomy of a Fall is is a cool move, and I think this goes back to your whole entire like you know international films kind of getting the push. It's always great. Um, I kind of gave you my thoughts about uh, Emma Stone when we were talking about Poor Things and how I was kind of worried, but I I certainly think that um, I think that there's like some subtle campaigning from Leo DiCaprio who did not get nominated for lead actor that's actually one that i should i may i could have said too Mm -hmm. um but he's kind of quietly nominated or he's kind of quietly helping uh, the the gladstone campaign um for killers of the moon so no real qualms about this category i think it's like a strong category still like man i still have to watch nyad it's on netflix um but strong category yeah, I should have noted that, yeah, DiCaprio is like the one where that could have been in the Rustin slot. That's an easy, like, that could have happened. Um, yeah. But Domingo, uh, I mean, it was uh, actually, so yeah, I mean, the, oh, I guess the Barbie thing, too, but you can. Talk that's about the it. other thing. Yeah, the big, the big, the other big news is between Gerwig and Roby both not being nominated for these particular things. Mm-hmm. Um I there's a lot of over the top arguing about this, given that they are nominated in other categories. <laughs> like sure. um, their their billion and a half dollar grossing movie that has eight Oscar nominations. I feel like you know sometimes you have enough, like and it's okay. You don't have to <laughs> get so mad about it. But yeah, they they again like what you said, they are nominated for producing, so they're going to be on the stage if Barbie wins for best picture uh, and so, screenplay yeah. you know and, two things where if those don't happen the movie doesn't exist yeah. so it's like maybe yeah and i understand people's <laughs> arguments like I'm, I'm not against Ro- roby getting she's i'm not against her war for her you know you know what i'm saying like it's cool if she would have gotten nominated it's fine that she maybe didn't but i understand the argument of well she produced it it really took it from like a zero to a hundred kind of thing that's all well and true, and she's still going to get recognized because uh, of, of all the back end stuff. Well, um, here is the other thing: like all the talk about Barbie for around the half of the year that it was out, mm-hmm. people were talking about two things uh, mostly, which was Gosling and the big speech that America Ferrera gets. And now that there's now they're surprised that the other person they weren't talking about very much wasn't nominated for an Oscar. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. This is true. Yeah. <laughs> um. Huller being in here is cool, like because yeah, the foreign uh, film nominees don't always happen. Um, that's yeah. tends to be a, a, a trickier gamble. Yeah, um, that works out there. Gladstone is like the front runner right now, so we'll see where that goes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, if I, I had the, the list I have here is it's Anjanou Allison, Origin, Greta Lee in Past Lives, Julie Louise yeah, Dreyfus, and You Hurt My Feelings, uh, Sandra Huller. And uh, Tiana Taylor in the thousand one. Who Sandra Huller for for Anatomy of or Anatomy of uh, Anatomy? Okay, yeah, or for because she's been in two movies. That she's, are... she's 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 technically supporting in Zone of Interest. 
Yeah. Okay. Got it. Yeah. Okay. And also, I, I just wouldn't nominate. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah, it, it's an interesting performance, but yeah, it's not a bad performance. It's just that right. stack up. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Okay. Let's uh go to supporting actor. Sure. Sterling K. Brown for American Fiction. Robert De Niro for Killers of the Flower Moon. Robert Downey Jr. for Oppenheimer. Ryan Gosling for Barbie. And Mark Ruffalo for Poor Things. Mm-hmm. So right in the middle there, we have RRR. Um, represented. <laughs> very funny, very funny. I I think that this is a very um interesting category because I didn't think that Kirsten Brown was going to get nominated. It's cool that he did. Um, I've heard some controversy around it already, which is like, yeah, he's he's kind of being stereotypically gay in, in American fiction. I don't really have any opinion on that. I think that he actually does good stuff when he's on the screen. Um, and they've been given like this emotional beat. Um, I love Mark Ruffalo being in here just to like fuck things up for Robert Downey Jr. Uh, but uh, I still think it's like RDJ, uh, his his to lose. How why would Ruffalo fuck things up for Robert Downey Jr.? Just because he's great in poor things. Just because of quality of performance. I yeah, see. I've got some like late stage poor things like love. Like uh, that movie, I think is really funny and uh, very interesting and and so offbeat that it's like very cool. Yeah, like all those reasons are why like it won't win, but I agree with you. Like it's a good performance. <laughs> yeah. I, if I had to choose between the two, I, I would have went Defoe. I think Ruffalo is hilarious in poor things. I think he's great. I he do. Also, he also gets like forty five minutes of screen time. You know what I mean? So I mean, they're both. It's like they're not making an impact in the movie. That's true. Like, yeah, but that's like true. I, I if I had to if I had to choose between the two, I'd go Defoe just because I really like. There's a there's a warmth to him that I really appreciate in that sure. movie that yeah. he can play so, uh, you know, evil or despicable in certain ways. And here it's just like he's this crazy man with facial <laughs> nonsense going on, but also he's like really sweet in his heart and what he's trying to do. <laughs> uh, there's just something about that that I really register register with me. Uh, but yeah, I like Robert Downey Jr. I really want to see that one because I do think he is just really great in Oppenheimer. Yes, um, I agree. I, yeah. I and uh, you know, I I just like having watched it fairly recently. It's just like he's so good in this. Like it just it, it makes me excited to see what he does more now. Sure. Like after this, for the um, beginning or for his next movies? For his next movie. Okay. Um, as far where am I? Oh, my picks here. Oh, this this list is fun. Yeah, I is. have Donnie Yen for John Wick Chapter Four, John McGarrow for Past Lives, Louis Guzman for Story Avenue, a movie I talked about before, mm-hmm. uh, Downey Jr. and De Niro. Um. You have a very, you have a very like wide list, which is great. You know, in terms of like the performance styles, I, I dig that you had um, the the guy from Past Lives. <laughs> yeah, John McGarrow is so good in that movie. Like, it, yeah, he's, like, he's in there for like you know twenty minutes, and you know what? He doesn't have a bad scene. He doesn't. He, yeah. he may, he and, and again, he's playing a lot of subtle facial features and like internal ticks. It's a lot of internal acting for sure, yeah. and it's very effective in that movie. Would you have given any of the guys from Air any any love on supporting? Um, I on my like master list, I have um, I have Messina and Bateman. Messina uh, would have been a really Messina good, be a really fun film. nomination. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I think like, he has eighty million dollars. He doesn't have any friends. <laughs> I have friends. <laughs> um. I have Glenn Howerton an actor technically. I know like when as he was best actor as best act like on yeah. my master list. I, he like I have him as actor. I know in for Blackberry like, if for Blackberry in the running of things like if he was nominated, it would be supporting actor. So like okay. that'd be in there too, I guess by default, just by how the establishment has it. But I'm, I'm against the establishment, of course. Uh, of course, so, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, you but like John McGarrow. 
but him and Messina are like in the similar realm of like screaming businessmen that really make me entertained. So yeah. like I'm all for both of those performances. Okay. Um, and like, and I, I think did. Bateman's doing like some career best stuff in Air. Also, I think he's really good in that movie. Like no one's bad in Air. Like everyone's good. In, in, yeah, everyone's pretty movie. good. I mean, again, the only over the top thing was like the speech, but that's also the highlight of the movie. Yeah, from that's the... <laughs> yeah. Um. All right, let's move on. Let's get to best supporting actress. Mm-hmm. We have Emily Blunt for Oppenheimer, Daniel Brooks for The Color Purple, its only nomination, America Ferreira for Barbie, Jodie Foster for Nyad, and Divine Joy Randolph for The Holdovers. So I want to hear I want to hear Jodie Foster take. <laughs> I mean, there's not much to it beyond she's a very good actress and she does great Nyad. I mean, better better than than uh, Benning. Yes, I mean, okay, okay, you know, okay. it's it's not by like leaps and bounds, and like neither like the performances of themselves aren't ones where I was like, well, those are definitely need to be nominated for Oscars. I mean, they're just like, they're, they're, they're good actors doing good job. Like, yeah, I, I can't say I'm surprised that they made it in here because like, there's an, you know, an older sect of the Academy that has a big say in this and they're respected actors and they're by themselves. So it's like, yeah. so, it, but it, it was curious to see like, Oh, both of them got in here. That's, that's interesting. This is yeah, like the most yeah. surprising category of all the acting categories. This is the one that had like the most like, oh, that happened. Because like that's in yeah, here. America so Ferreira and for Barbie is in here. Like those two right there. And then like Color Purple, that's not a surprise necessarily, but it's certainly like a which of these is going to make it. And here we go. It's, it's It was either like Brooks or Taraji B. Henson, if anything, for Color Purple. And that's what that's how it shook out. Yeah, um, I am enjoying all the the love that Divine Joy Randolph has been getting, uh, and she's actually won a, a handful of awards. She's won everything at this point, so yeah. It's, so it's kind of like trending toward something. Um, I, Danielle Brooks was also one of my favorites from The Color Purple for sure. Um, but when I'm looking at this list here, it does feel a little bit more like, oh, okay, uh, I guess that makes sense for Emily Blunt or America Ferrer or Jodie Foster to be here. Um, but yeah, I, I think my two locks are for sure Danielle Brooks and Divine Joe Randolph as probably the two that will lead this category. Sure, Blunt had the he has like the big scene in Oppenheimer and the, yeah, not shaking hands. Yeah, well, that but like the scene where she's like going back at Jason Clark and like she has a lot. Yeah, to, yeah, yeah. She has a lot to say, and that's that's the the clip that they'll show. And it's like yeah, that that's for a movie like Oppenheimer that's you know has so many nominations. That's the kind right. of performance that's like that's the one that's gonna. They're not gonna show the part where she's just drunk in the house with the baby crying. They could. <laughs> you never know. Yeah, you never know. Yeah, never some, know. they make some choices. That that actually would be fun if we're saying we'll do that. We'll have to do that when we do the our Oscar predictions. Mm-hmm. What do we think they're going to clip? They'll show from the back. movies. <laughs> so keep that in mind. Um, as far as my other list goes, yeah, your see. your extended list. Oh, this one's silly too. Um, I have Alyssa Sutherland and Evil Dead Rise. Uh, oh wow! Okay, the, I like that. Divine Joy Randolph and Holdovers, Penelope Cruz in front of Ferrari, Rosamund Pike and Saltburn, and Tayona Paris and they clone Tyrone. Okay, yeah, yeah. All right, next category: Best Adapted Screenplay. Mm-hmm. We have American Fiction, Barbie, Oppenheimer, Poor Things, and The Zone of Interest. Yeah. This I think has. One one missing, maybe two missing. One missing would be uh oh I'm sorry, adapted. Uh, it's adapted screenplay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I I actually would be curious if like Origin snuck in because we talked about it during the Origin review. 
this is like an unfilmable movie, but yet she added book. like this narrative. I'm sorry, yeah, book, kind of quote unquote unfilmable book, mm-hmm. but she added this narrative layer for um, uh, I forget the the woman's name, Isabella Wilkins. Isabella, yeah, to be in there, but also layering on all this research. Like this is a hard thing for for anybody to really adapt, um, and. You know, you've seen it done a few times where they've done like scientific books that were adapted into scientific, but like anthropological, uh, yeah, yeah, type of books that have been adapted into screenplays. But that's hard to do. And Ava DuVernay uh, kind of getting shut up. But again, we talked about Neon kind of just like not backing Origin all that much. But that's kind of a bummer because that I'm sure is a dense book, <laughs> and uh, to see it unfold like that. Is hard to do, so I would have liked to have seen like something, some love for Ava DuVernay on that front. Yeah, um, I mean, I agree with you, and also Killers of the Flower Moon is the other one that's like that was the seemed like the obvious pick as far as yeah ones to be in there. I think Zone of Interest kind of got in at the last second of of these that are up for like American Fiction, like that's such a screenplay, that's such a like a. Oscar favorite as far as the kinds of movies that get screenplay nominations. Uh, Oppenheimer is just by default it's the biggest thing here. Poor things similarly. It's like, yeah, like the like comedies can make their way into screenplay because there has to be a lot of wit and stuff involved in the in the scripting of them. Yeah, um, so Barbie yeah, makes its way in here too. But like Zone yeah. of Interest, that's a, that's a very specific kind of film where the screenplay doesn't necessarily say that's the thing that I'm going to highlight. And yet it did. We're like, interesting. It was the flower moon space on a very, you know, it's a best-selling novel. It's notably a novel. Um, and, and similar to origin was reworked heavily for the, exactly. Yeah. That, so that, that's the other thing too, is that, you know, it, it had to be integrated from a story that was focused on the government and, and, you know, white people, uh, and then worked into a narrative structure about, uh, the Osage Indian women uh, and their and their lives, you know, being dominated by these white people, and so it's a very tough thing to to do. And so it's kind of a bummer. It it is like a large like, um, missing nomination from this category. Yeah. Um. Others that others. I mean, like it'd be. I do like the Spider Man script is very good. I mean, I'm not in that'd be an interesting way to do it. That's interesting. I mean, yeah, I guess it's based off of like old works. Yes, it's based on comics, but also it's a sequel to the first one, which always right. that automatically gets into the adapted category because it's it's based on the same characters. That's there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Barbie is appropriately adapted as far as that conversation goes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> take that, Jed Apatow. <laughs> um. You know, there's, like there's not we can get to this with an original too, but there's always room for like some fun stuff with the screenplay nominations because it's there's room for it there. So something yeah. like like Dungeons and Dragons, for example, or The Blackening, like those are yeah, or even like one of our favorites, The Killer. The Killer also, yeah, it's not a graphic novel. Yeah, I mean, there's room for that kind of thing. But yeah, it didn't happen. Fun. All Best Picture nominees are in these categories. It's okay, yeah. Let's go to original screenplay. We have Anatomy of a Fall, The Holdovers, Maestro, May December, and Past Lives. Uh, I'm just glad that Past Lives got nominated here. It's like it's 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 the two of two, like a uh, second of its second nominee or of its nomination. So mm-hmm. get on it. Um, again, surprised by the holdovers. Not not like that. It shouldn't be here. Just more like oh, I I, I this warm loving movie that I liked in J- December has really picked up a lot of steam. 
I mean, it's, it was a favorite with the festivals and everything. Like people love the whole point. Yeah, I mean, it's a, and it's an Alexander Payne film. So he didn't, he his movies get nominated. Like it's not. <laughs> That's actually a great point. Yeah. yeah. Um, Maestro seems like the odd man out of this batch. I would say okay. as far as because it did, just like did Cooper write that. It's Cooper and Josh Singer. He is a co-writer on that. Wow, one. good job by Bradley Cooper. Just really involved in his movies. Yeah, I mean, good on him for getting in here. But it is one yeah. where the direction and the performances are so like the highlight of that movie, like in the, the cinematography, mm-hmm. where it's like the screenplay doesn't necessarily occur to me, but the Academy saw fit for it. Yeah, it does shout out things like uh, like Air could have easily been in here. Um, True. Yeah. Is that such a talk heavy movie? And you whatever. you and Marcus love Bo is Afraid. Would that have been an original screenplay? That's an original um yeah, no, that's an original screenplay. Yeah. Um I I I wouldn't be against seeing something weird like that here. Yeah. Wes Anderson could have landed in here easily with Asteroid City. Oh, I forget. yeah, I mean like Asteroid City could have fallen in a few other categories already. Yeah, it's completely <laughs> shut out. Uh, uh yeah, yeah. Wes Anderson isn't though. He has one nomination. <laughs> Does he? Okay. Short film, baby. Okay. Uh, All right, cool. <laughs> Uh, Saltburn, uh, especially given that Fennel is like won an Oscar for her previous screenplay, that could have easily, you know, that's a good landed, point. Yeah, she's got some cachet here. with the, the voters. Yeah, but once again, like there could have been fun stuff in here. Um, something like like Dream Scenario could have landed in here, or like Bottoms could have landed in here. Like, oh, Bottoms, that would have been so good, you know, just like comedies that, uh, you know, rely on heavily on the dialogue and the, you know, how it's structured and whatnot. Uh, nothing wrong with what we had, like, you know, like May December's in here. It's his only nomination, which was a little surprising because that could have mm-hmm. had like one of the three very highly praised performances make its way into the you know, the acting category. Like everyone loved Charles Melton two months ago. Like he was the cream I mean, of the they crop. They kind of still do, just that he didn't get nominated. Not anymore, Abe. <laughs> threw him out the, chucked him out the window. <laughs> Take your hot dogs and go. That's what they said to Charles Melton. <laughs> He's got he's got Riverdale love. <laughs> he's fine. He's fine. <laughs> um, this is a tough category, though. I don't I don't know. I I like I'm not predicting, but I can't like see like what the winner is offhand. Right That's here. a good point. Yeah, and and nothing really like is sticking its neck out to be like I'm gonna win. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So yeah, I hear what you're saying. Like probably holdovers. I guess I have no idea. Ooh, I don't know. really? Okay. I mean, of yeah, I, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Don't don't give me your prediction now. I'm not, I mean, I have it wouldn't be based on anything. My predictions later on will be informed by something compared, compared <laughs> by, to by now. All or... the previous winners. Yeah, yeah, I get you. Uh, all right, best international feature film. Mm. We have Io Capitano from Italy. It's one of Mike Dillon's favorite films of the year. Mm-hmm. Perfect Days from Japan from German director Vin Menders. Um, Society of the Snow uh, from Spain. The Teacher's Lounge from Germany and The Zone of Interest from the UK. Mm-hmm. Gotta love how the German language film got nominated for <laughs> Zone of Interest. Um, through a UK loophole uh, with that one. That's fun. I mean, you've talked about them vendors already with uh, Perfect Days. Uh, I, you, you, you There's were... a lot of German in this category now that I think about it because you have a yeah. German director, you have a German movie, <laughs> and you have a German language movie. <laughs> Yeah, I think that uh, you had said that, hey, Abe, you should watch um, Perfect Days. I think it's really right up your alley. Mm-hmm. And I kind of responded with, uh, I, I'm bummed that I can't really watch it because it won't really be released. So I'm going to kind of go with your lead here. But, um, you know, obviously Perfect Days would be interesting because uh, I think that you mentioned that it's it's a delightful little story. And I think even somebody else that I wasn't thinking that 
that was going to like it on our show kind of said that it was also a very delightful movie. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Did I mean, you watch these. I, the only one I haven't seen is El Capitano okay. uh, as of yet. Um, but I will see it soon. But Side this... of the Snow is the one of the cr- crash landing on in Netflix, right? Yeah. Uh, which is great. All of these films are very good. Like yeah. I, one of the coolest things about the Oscars is that it's made me like Zone of Interest more. Just <laughs> like looking at really looking at looking at the nominations and looking uh-huh. at like why it's in certain categories. I it, it's just made me like think about it while considering why each of these movies are in each of these categories sure. yeah. and like going through them. It's just like it really does do the things that it's nominated for really well. Like I'm it not does, against yeah. those things. Like I, is it in sound design? Uh, yes, it is. That's a, okay. it's a great nomination for it. It's the kind of thing where having a, you know, having an initial take of a movie versus having two months of time or to think about it, like it sure. makes a difference. And like, I've come, I, I still wouldn't say like zone of is like going to nail in my top 10 or whatnot, but like, it's, yeah. I, I've come to like it a lot more than I did initially. And I didn't dislike it initially. It was just more, I, I have a hard, I have a stronger appreciation for it now. Are so, the, are the waves kind of moving toward the zone of interest? Are the what? Are the waves kind of moving towards zone of interest? Like are I, the voters kind of, it's a best picture nominee. Way? So it's kind of locked up for the movie. Okay. Like, okay. Best picture and a best director. nominee, <laughs> like that pretty much tells the tale. Okay. Um, so that, it's that, probably going like, to win international. Got it. Okay. Very likely. But I, I mean, I really like Teacher's Lounge. I really like Society of the Snow. I really like Perfect Days. They're all really good movies. Like, there's nothing. Are, uh, are any of these like uh, more warm, fuzzy movies? Minus, minus Perfect Days. Uh, it Perfect Days by default is the warmest of these movies. Okay. okay. Uh, because it is, it's about appreciating life, where these other ones are about surviving or you know having a passing interest in life of oh. others. <laughs> Uh, so yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward because like that was like the teacher's line sounds like a, a fun movie like oh hey uh, it's ve- it's is- a it's a tense movie and it's very good <laughs> uh but it's very much like you're i'm sitting up in my chair yelling at the screen like wanting to oh is that movie up. yeah okay now i know what you're talking about that's one where i likened it to um the mads mickelson movie yes yeah yeah where, yeah, where yeah. you're just like screaming at at the mm-hmm. at the um the thing yeah i got you okay all right you know capitano i believe is like an adventure of sorts so that could also be more light up but i don't know maybe i'm talking completely run nonsense and okay. it's not at all uh, but i believe it has like it seems warmer by comparison than three of these other ones <laughs> got it okay yeah yeah um i because it's like <clears throat> excuse me because it's handled country by country it's hard to say like i would you know i would have had Godzilla in here because like Japan had their pick, but obviously, you know, in a different world where these rules are different, like Godzilla, boy in there and anatomy of a fall, like these would all like be in some form here. Yeah. I mean, I mean, in a perfect world, it would have been, I mean, for best picture, just as like an F you to, um, to vendors, you know, it's like, Hey, yeah. uh, our movie, our movie made by Japanese people is the best picture. And I mean, in the United States, where's your picture? The thing is, Perfect Days is so lovely, so it's like it's hard for me to be angry at it. (laughs) (laughs) And nothing against Vin Vendors. I I don't even know him, but I'm really looking forward to that movie, yes. (laughs) Um, All right, so next category. Actually, by the way, as far as like Teacher's Lounge seems like the biggest surprise of all of these. Like, Like Taste of Things, that seemed like a lock as far as getting in there would have been a french film nomination yeah yeah and now i watched it for nothing um yeah. well i mean i'm saying i'm also like you know then vendors is this german guy made this japanese movie and perfect uh, i'm sorry the taste of things vietnamese french woman it's a v- makes this, man yeah, he's makes a man a oh, man yeah. makes this french movie you know what i mean so it's yeah. really cool that there's like that 
intersection of you know of, of um a chosen nationality or like birth nationality and you know what i mean like that's yeah, great no, the internet the, inter the intersectionality of it all is pretty fascinating to me exactly. i agree yeah uh, but yeah that, that that seemed like a likely lock and it didn't happen and good because the movie is fine <laughs> it's, good. it's exactly the movie i thought it would be and julia binoche is so upset at you right now <laughs> like it has great looking food in it wait aaron is that france calling <laughs> oh no i'm not here <laughs> okay all right keep going all right next category best animated feature the Boy and the Heron, Elemental, Nimona, Robot Dreams, and Spider-Man, Golan Across the Spider-Verse. Um, this is he... a good category. Um, I think that you and I had our qualms on Elemental. I think it's kind of just there because Pixar picks up, picks up all these nominations. It also did pretty well with the, with the box office. Eventually. Yeah, but you know, you and Marcus kind of really said that Robot Dreams is actually very fascinating and pretty cool. Um, I've heard good things about Nimona, but I mean, The Boy and the Heron and Spider-Man Across the Universe two of the best movies from 2023 in my opinion uh and i'm excited them to see them go head to head i think i would have enjoyed again if spider-man across the universe was nominated for best picture and born the heron wins here uh for for animated feature i don't know how the academy feels about you know the history of of a man like hayao miyazaki um but they also i don't really know how it feels about a middle picture in like a trilogy for across the spider-verse either so it, it's a good category in my opinion he has an Oscar for Spirit Away. So I mean Okay. I, I don't I don't think anyone dislikes no, 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 yeah, Miyazaki. Exactly. <laughs> right, right. But I just don't know if they're like, oh that guy, yeah, let's let's keep voting for him kind of thing, you know. I hear you. Um and Spider Verse was also like a giant box office hit. Like it helps as right. far as just awareness of certain things. Uh but Boy in there did well too in America, so you know, nothing on it. Uh yeah, no, the the this is basically a good category, except yes, I Elemental gut feels like it just got a pass because it's like oh, it's Pixar. Right. We 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 assume it's good kind of nomination because I don't know if everybody watches these things. Yeah. Um uh so like I would have easily had Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, me and Mayhem in here, or Suzume sure. for that matter. I mean, those are Did you did you end up watching Suzume? Yeah, I saw Suzume okay. like almost a year ago at this point. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I watched that. I can't remember because I remember that I watched it and I was like, I can't remember if you watched it at the same time, but you probably did. I watched it and was like, did, did, did you see it? I have screeners. So you can have them. <laughs> I, wanted, <laughs> I wanted to be assured that you saw it. And then I think I was like, I think maybe you'll watch it in theaters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, that would have been great if it had actually Suzume and Born the Heron. You know, two international films. Uh, uh, yeah, those. I mean, the although first Robot line, Dreams is that Robot Dreams. Robot is Dreams also... is from Spain. Yeah, um, okay. and that's 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 the one that'll like be the surprise to again people that generally pay attention to these things because it's always like one obscure like like where did that movie come from kind of movie that gets yeah. in there as opposed to like oh, I saw all the cartoons in America and it's like oh okay. there's other things <laughs> and uh, yeah Robot Dreams is that one. Um, I, I the first slam dunk is the other one where I'm also like hey, these are oh wow well, you name any like a ton of Japanese films because they're good I mean if, if, if the shoe fits like... this is true yeah of course yeah yeah. yeah yeah but I mean yeah I'm not gonna you know it's Spider Man like that's my my pick that's obviously yours. it's my favorite okay. movie and it's the it, it's its only nomination so it's like all right well that's, we'll that's talk like, about another category where I, think I root for yeah. Yeah. all right best documentary feature film Bobby Wine the People's President. The Eternal Memory, Four Daughters, To Kill a Tiger, and 20 Days in Mariupol. Uh, I will be the first to admit that I haven't seen a lot of these, or let me see, To Kill a Tiger, no. Uh, I haven't seen any of these. Um, I've seen Bobby Wine, 
Okay. And I will eventually see the other ones, which I have. Um, they're like Eternal Memories on uh, Paramount Plus right now. Okay. Uh, to be watched, I believe. Twenty Days in Mariupol. I think that's PBS. You can watch that on. Okay. And the other two, I believe, are VOD. And yeah. Bobby Wine, Bobby Wine's on Disney Plus. Uh, so like oh. they're they're available. You can watch yeah. Bobby Wine. I watched, uh, like I said, um, but that, that's easy to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, what I like about this category is that it's films that all like have something to say about the world. Essentially, um, they, tend, they, they tend to do that. They can when they when they nominate. Yes, they can. But yeah. this is and it's been a thing in other years, too. I mean, my favorite movie a few years ago was Summer of Soul. Yeah. There can be movies that are reliant on, you know, being about celebrities or stars of some kind or something of that capacity. Summer of Soul, I do think, is doing something different. That's why I don't. I don't yeah, whatever. That, that's uh, talking but, about a lot of things. But this past year, I mean, you had like uh, still a Michael J. Fox story was a big uh, favorite yeah, for a lot of Apple, people. right? from apple but i mean yeah. you know it's about michael j fox uh, good point there's... yeah it, it had a lot of buzz coming out of festivals and had some early year calendar year buzz yes the other one is american symphony with john batiste uh, which is a very good doc oh, i really, I really like know, that back by president obama and that that easily could have been i mean that was that was a surprise for many people that it didn't get in here because it yeah, didn't okay. it has won a number of things um there was a little richard documentary there like there's a lot of docs about i hope that it was called tutti frutti it it wasn't unfortunately. It's called Little Richard. Yeah. I am everything, and it's quite good. Uh, yeah. But the fact that the documentary board deemed it better to like knock out complete a complete list of films that are all about just different things going on in the world, like that's I I like that. That's exciting sure. to me. I'm excited to check out all of these. But I, the Bobby Wine one, I think, is quite good. Okay, um, I, I'm also just uh, always in the documentary categories. I'm always just looking out for the depressing ones. Mm-hmm. Um, because they, they tend to always be like, you know, hey, this one's about uh, war, famine, or this historical event that was just incredibly sad. And you're watching these and you're like, this is very heavy subject matter. And uh, and it's kind of, um, it might win the it might win the nomination or it might win the the Academy Award. So, you know, I think about something like the White Helmets, right, from a few years ago. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Best original song. Okay. The Fire Inside from Flamin' Hot. Diane Warren's upcoming 15th loss in a row. Um, <laughs> I just you. Ken from Barbie. It Went Away from American Symphony. The song better than documentary, according to the Oscars. Wazza <laughs> um, Wazza. Um, uh, a song for my people from uh-huh. Killers of the Flower Moon. Uh, what I Was Made For from Barbie. Mm-hmm. Two Barbie nominations, both of them uh, hits in different ways. It's kind of hard not to root for the Barbie songs. Probably the Billie Eilish one is probably would be the one that that probably gets it. But that's um, probably technically the better song, just because of the writing involved, or what. I don't. I don't know what metric this is, but I I don't know either. I'm just Ken is like such a. It's a fun song. It's fun. It's a power ballad. Like the. They're gonna they're gonna get you know actors from the stu- from the audience just to be in it. It's gonna be fun when you see it in, on on the stage there. But um, I would be remiss if I didn't mention uh, that song from that kid in Astrid City where he's Dear Alien. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah the biggest Alien. missed opportunity right there to not. I, I and I'm not even being facetious. Like that is a fun song, and it's it it happens at a time in the movie. 
where you're just like a lot has been going on and I'm kind of I'm kind of bummed out and here's a song to really pick me up. Yeah, I mean <laughs> it's a uh, it's not the strongest category in my eyes as far as this goes. Like I just you know like I, yeah, like the I'm just getting is a fun song or what have you, but like Yeah. But, and even in general like we're just looking at the potential, it's not like there is like Dear Alien would be like just my pick by default, but like there's not a ton <laughs> here that I was like yeah. I, you know, I, I definitely needed some of this stuff to, to you know, to go over the top. Like, it's that. Like, there's a song in Flora and Son that I think is pretty good that could have done because that's a John Carney movie. So I was like, yeah, he makes songs. Oh, John um, Carney. Okay, yeah. I mean, Peaches was never in the conversation. Like, it didn't qualify in the thing. To you know, when with. you have a song like I'm Just Ken and you don't have the song like Peaches. It's odd. Yeah, you gotta just be like, which one is pretty whimsical? They're both whimsical. I actually prefer Peaches over I Am Ken, but you know, I guess what are we doing here? All right, next up we have. Sorry, last thing about the oh. original song. Anything from from the color purple that you're just like, oh, that should probably should been nominated, or is it not original? There are two original songs in color purple because whenever you remake a musical, you by default add uh, songs because you want to get Oscar nominations, and it didn't happen. Uh, I couldn't tell you what those songs were, so I don't have a finish. You know. <laughs> no worries. Yeah. Okay. Uh, best original score American Fiction, Laura Cartman, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny from John Williams, Killers of the Flower Moon for Robbie Robertson, Oppenheimer from Ludwig Lorenzen, and Poor Things for Jerskin Fendrix. Yeah. This is where I think Across the Spider Verse was kind of dissed. Yep. Because that sound, that score is a mixture of so many things. I think. Pemberton was a Daniel Pemberton that Daniel Pemberton, yes. Yeah. He is remixing things from his original from the original movie um uh, into the Spider-Verse. He's remixing like a Spider-Man theme uh in the movie. He's playing guitar, he's got drum kits. It's it's going all over the place and it still is cohesive and it still makes a lot of sense for the for the movie. I think that was a miss. Yeah. Um, there's no there's no, no doubt in my mind. I um, I, I you know we no one's gonna say John Williams is a bad guy, but we didn't need to nominate Indiana Jones for this category. Like, I <laughs> think I know how that score goes because it's been playing for the last forty years. It's not like there was something new brought to the table uh, by John Williams here, uh -huh. and it's like I'm I love hearing the music and doing him doing his thing is great, but right, it uh. It just feels like an odd man out where it's like, okay, we just nominated John Williams because he was on the board, I guess. Um, <laughs> I, I can say I'm surprised by Laura Cartman's score for American Fiction. I like that score. I think it's it's very like low-key jazz, and then it kind of perks okay. up whenever like action's taking place. I was going to say, like, I don't really remember it. That's uh, probably why I'm... I'm, I'm... It's, it's interesting that it's not made. It's not, it's not as... Um, it's not as big in the same way that other scores are, but like it's right. neat that I get in there. And it's also one of the few times a woman gets nominated for a, a score nomination. Um, oh, is that true? Just, okay. yeah, that doesn't happen very often. I mean, yeah. I mean, offhand, there's only so many like female composers I can name. Yeah, that's a good point. Lydia Tarr. Lydia Tarr, of course. Yeah. Uh, Hilder, what's her face from a that's Joker? Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Who won? So. She, she's won two of them, right? Uh, she won two? I uh, can't was, remember. I, I feel like she was, she was like, she was maybe nominated at most for another okay. one, but I can't remember. She, she, I don't think she's one, too. I think, all right. no, all good. Yeah. And she definitely um, went for Joker. She definitely went for Joker. Um, let's see. Uh, as far as other things, I mean, yeah, Spider Man, of course. Boy in the Hair. I mean, Boy in the Hair. Miyazaki gets his guy. Um, 
Joe Hiyasashi. Joe Hiyasashi, yeah. yeah, to you know, do what he does, and it's always amazing. So, like, I could, like, I could remember the themes from Boy in the Heron. Just oh offhand. shit, it's not even nominated. I thought you were saying that was nominated. Oh, no, I was saying, no, I was saying these are ones that yeah could have been. Yeah, there. Joe Hiyasashi is. You talk about maestro. It's maestro. Like you remember his scores from all of his movies. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if he's if he's ever been nominated for an Academy Award. No, it, it would have been a ball drop there. So yeah. yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, Elemental, actually. Uh, but that like that Thomas Newman. That's the thing I really like in that movie is the, tel- the Elemental score. Yeah. Okay. Um and Thomas Newman loves losing at that category, so that would have been easy. Oh, <laughs> yeah, so many good scores for Pixar, including his uh, Finding Nemo score. Um, let's see what was I gonna say. Oh, um, t- Turtles again. Um, with uh Ross and Reznor. Okay. I mean, that's a, it's just a really good score. Uh, Zone of Interest, Mika Levy. Uh, that would have been an interesting one. Her score seems like that could have been. A, 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 should have been like if they especially because we're gonna get to another category it's in like that seemed like that could have been a lot just because it's so unique uh-huh. in the same way that like the poor thing score is so unique in its own way like it mm-hmm. they really do something to add to that movie mm-hmm. um but it is what it is yeah all right film editing anatomy of a fall the holdovers killers of the flower moon oppenheimer and poor things all best picture nominees i kind of expect that i Sometimes you, you know, like action films make their way into this category or things that have a lot of action in them. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't happen here, uh, really. Um, yeah, it's all it's pretty typical. So, like, the only thing yeah. I really say is just like it'd be nice to see. Like, I wouldn't expect John Wick to be in here, but I mean, it fucking should have. <laughs> it's, it's, it's really, sh- <laughs> it's I, I, I agree with you that I wouldn't expect it, but also, you know, John Wick kind of being out of a few categories kind of is unfortunate too. Film editing, I don't know. There's um really good film editing in two of these lead horses in this category. And um like, I'm not, I don't, I'd have to think back pretty hard about like the editing that I did like. There were some films that I I did mention that had really good editing, but yeah, John Wick would have been fantastic. Past Lives would have been a really cool nomination because that's really key to Interesting. that movie. I I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I agree. That that's one where it that's a that's a stealthy good reason why that movie works so well because of what it's, it's editing doing from an editing standpoint. Yeah. Maybe even like Air uh, has good editing too. Air, yeah, I mean, yeah, like it. Yeah, and you know of... what? Napoleon actually has really good editing for for like a three hour run movie. So. Well, they already they filled their quota with three hour movies for this one. That's true. Like, and that's an, Anatomy of Falls not short either. So like, <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of long movies in this category. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Even the holdovers is over two. I mean, like, and poor things is not short either. What am I talking about? There's all these long movies. There's there's no eighty minute movie this year. <laughs> no, there's no eighty minute movie in this category. <laughs> yeah, like uh, pretty solid category. Would have been interesting. Like. I would have loved John Wick in here, uh, among other things. Um, the, the fact that it's not running the gamut in technicals in the same way that Fury Road does, right? Um, it's yeah. like, I mean, <laughs> yeah, and it's kind of unfortunate because that that series has been going on for four movies at this point, maybe a fifth one, who knows? And Lionsgate yeah. put their muscle behind it. Like I, they had all these for consideration ads. Like they tried, and you know what? It's a good movie, mm-hmm. and it's unfortunate. So you know, like just because it has. Uh, the genre of action, That's you know, and adventure yeah. is, yeah, but like these are the things that preclude animated movies from being nominated for best picture. You know, it's like, let's get over, let's get over this, guys. 
All right. Best cinematography. El Conde, Edward Lachman. Killers of the Flower Moon, Rodrigo Preto. Maestro, Matthew Lubatique. Oppenheimer, Hoyta von Hoytema. And Poor Things, Robbie Ryan. This is just a good category. This is a really good category. <laughs> this is actually a really tough category. This is my favorite um, category always, the cinematography category. And I, I'm yeah. not, a, I'm not a po- like, are there other ones that also could have got here? Of course there are. But like, I'm not against any of these movies for their cinematography. Like, right. I haven't seen Okande. Uh, so you have to let me know if, if, um, worth watching. Is... It's a beautiful film for one thing. Okay. It's black and white. It's a, it looks stellar. Yeah. Um, there's, it's a political comedy. Like it, it has, it's, it's a good movie. I like I like Okande quite a bit, right. uh, but the fact that it's cinematography of all things got in here is really cool because it's what the, I mean Oppenheimer's. Oh, there's all there's black and white a lot of these actually. Come to think of it, <laughs> I'm looking at this list. Like, yeah, you know, I was like Oppenheimer is actually Oppenheimer, uh, Maestro, Poor solid. Things. They all, they all have black and white elements exactly. in them. But but the the you know the different not that that's the sole stocks. reason why it's nominated. It's just like it's yeah. neat to see. Yeah, different film stock and Oppenheimer, different um, cameras that they're using, like. Cinematography looks great in that movie. So anyway, okay, yeah, strong yeah. category. Um, I, I mentioned before, but once again, Past Lives. I think the cinematography is great in that film. I mean, that, it is that could have worked yeah, really it, well, especially like at some night shots too. Um, mm-hmm. It really it works really well, um, and hard to do, like especially like in New York setting, uh, with a bunch of foot traffic and and car traffic. So mm-hmm. get on them for what they got. Um, but I can see where some of these. "Quote unquote," are superior. You know what I mean. Sure. Uh, versus past lives. All right. Best production design: uh, Barbie, Killers of the Flower Moon, Napoleon, Oppenheimer, and Poor Things. Uh, I'm going to lump this with costume design because it's the exact same films. <laughs> um, okay. So, uh, so production and costume design, both of those: Barbie, Killers, Napoleon, Oppenheimer, Poor Things. Mm-hmm. These all make sense to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, like Barbie seems pretty obvious in these regards, as far as like there's so many different costumes and everything, and the pink product, like the creating the Barbie world. That's on like the fantasy side of things that makes sense. And then you have four things doing similarly like outrageous costumes, a lot and, of like weird things, and, and weird yeah. settings, and what have you. And then you get your period movies, right? You get your killers, yeah. you get your Napoleon, you get your Oppenheimer. Like it all seems fairly standard. So that speaks to what you were saying early on, where if you want to make bold choices, this is an area where it could have done so. Like. In any other year, Barbie or Poor Things could be considered bold, except they're also leading the nomination. Pretty stream, <laughs> yeah, pretty like quote unquote mainstream. Yeah. yeah, this is also where I would have been like John Wick would have been great for production design. Sure, um, and also Asteroid City. City. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> you know, we know what he's doing in Asteroid City. He's building multiple sets that all move on the screen as you're watching it. You know, like that's crazy. You and know. like stand out like I it's a very it's a pastel yeah. world set in the summer it's very memorable uh, you want to see at... something cool go watch Steve Carell choose from the vending machines yeah <laughs> um yeah um I think about anywhere in my, my list of oh uh, from a historical perspective like you know maybe Ferrari you know you got to go back through time sure. for the suits and, and the cars and, and, you know, the sunglasses and whatever else too, kind of makes sense. And also Penelope Cruz uh, probably could have been for, I guess, supporting actress or, or lead. I don't it's know. It'd be uh, supporting if she was in there. Yeah. But um, yeah, uh, again, historical stuff, but I, I would have, I just want to mention John Wick chapter four and also Astrid city. Um. 
What else did I have? Oh, like Bo is Afraid. That's what I mentioned for production design before. For production right? design? Yeah, because it's... I haven't seen the movie, but I've seen some stills, and uh, that shit's crazy, man. It, it, there's, it's a three-hour movie, and it has uh-huh. a lot going on. Talk about it, editing, too, it, then. It creates a whole... I wouldn't nominate for editing. I do think okay. it, it, it'll, it slacks a bit. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, um, but the the world that they have to, the w- different worlds that they have to create throughout that movie, I think are very impressive um, and, and really just stand out in the right kind of ways. Like it's, that's an aspect of the film. I, really, I certainly notice. Um, yeah. Okay. Best makeup and hairstyling. Mm-hmm. Golda, Maestro, Oppenheimer, Four Things and Society of the Snow. Uh, again, uh, Asteroid City. I think there's some really good makeup and hairstyling in that. Not the alien itself is actually really cool too, but it's like a part of it. But there's just a lot of people that have different looks, and uh, I want to want to nominate it as much as I can. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. Uh, let's see. The nose has gotten this category. Golda and Maestro. So good for them. Mm-hmm. I, it, you know, this kind of category can always like sneak in like a horror movie of some person, you know, something that's like more outrageous. That would be fun, but that would never win. But it's fun. For the it does win, though. I mean, the, the, the Suicide Squad has an Oscar for. Oh, my God. I forgot. <laughs> and Wolfman has an Oscar. I mean, those movies win for those things because they're very obvious Ugh. what they're doing with the, with oh, the makeup. <laughs> throw in uh, that that Dracula movie. I, that's what I'm saying. Last Voyage of the Demeter would have been oh, a that really one. yeah yeah that one that would have been a, I mean Renfield also, but I I specifically think Demeter just because I think of like that's a full on suit he's wearing that's really effective and really yeah cool. and it transforms throughout the movie exactly versus yeah. like Renfield is like you kind of see you kind of see Nicolas Cage behind walls sometimes as he's like regrowing but yeah let's see what was it makeup and hairstyling so I mean like I mean they clone Tyrone could fit in here just based okay. on like the elaborateness of the yeah. the hair that they're going through and like makeup stuff and what have you. Yeah. Like another A twenty four film Priscilla, I was thinking about Priscilla, that yeah. For this one too, but it, it wouldn't have been strong enough, I don't think, because they just didn't put any effort behind um campaigning for it. But you know, it they do look exactly the way that they look and that's great. Um yeah. Uh, I was trying yeah. to say there's any other ones. Like things like Are You There, God Is Me, Marvin. That, that's like that case. Interesting. Be like costume and men hairstyling as well. Just, I can see the costume. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hairstyling. yeah okay. Yeah. Um, all right. Best sound The Creator, Maestro, Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning Part One, minus the Part One now. Um, yeah. Oppenheimer and Zone of Interest. Um, can't deny uh, the stuff done here. They, you know, they all sound good. Mm-hmm. Um, Zone of Interest is a really cool nomination for that movie. It's yes. uh, very yeah. specific sound design uh, that's yeah. going on there. Yeah, nothing really. Uh, it's cool that the creator got a sound design um, in it because it does have like really cool sounds when when it's trying to when it's the planes are tracking and the surface. Uh-huh. Uh, it, Cool on them, um, but at the same time, um, man, have you heard the sound design in Oppenheimer? It's so crisp. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the killer would be like on my list in this category. Cool. Yeah, I could I could knock out one of these. Probably Mission Impossible. Um, yeah, I would I would say that. I mean, I get why it's nominated because it has a lot of action set pieces. Yeah, like, you always nominate an action movie in here, like that makes yeah. plenty of sense. But yeah, you have the creator also, which is I think a good pick because there's yeah. So many types of things happening, right? Um, good category. Yeah, it's good. It's not not a bad category by any means. Yeah. 
uh, best visual effects, the creator, Godzilla minus one, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three, Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning Part One, and Napoleon. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, I'm happy because the one nomination that Godzilla could have gotten, it achieved. It did, uh, <laughs> and I'm right. rooting for it all the way. I hope it happens. Yeah, there is also. Um... This is like where I would be like, well, I don't know if um, like poor things falls into here. Uh, it it certainly does to some degree, but I don't the, know how much it's on the that list. Is. Yeah, yeah, it would have been great. Uh, but also, I don't I don't know about Napoleon. That's the one that I was looking at here. I was like, when I'm looking at visual effects, I guess horses and and ice uh, lakes uh, and and size of battles, I guess, but. Um, you know, when I'm thinking about these other movies here, it's like, oh yeah, they kind of, they kind of do blow me away. Uh, well, the, with Napoleon, that's the kind of thing where it's not obvious. I mean, it's you know, there's battle scenes stuff that's saying, obvious, yeah. but it's a lot of like, you know, there's backgrounds and th- things you're not noticing that you don't realize are visual effects, which is something Ridley Scott's very good at doing. That's, that's true. Yeah, that's you've the... seen it in The Martian specifically, like where I didn't, you know, he he actually adds a lot of texture uh, in that movie. There's all yeah, there's... Too. I mean, all of his movies, he's a very effect heavy guy. Like it's especially now with, you know, having all the means he can to make these kind of movies and given the budgets he needs, like it's, and you have to make presentations when it comes to these things so that, you know, you can see what it is. Like I haven't seen these specifically for these movies, but like, I'm sure there's a pretty good pitch for Napoleon as far as why it's made its way here. Meanwhile, this is the first year that Mission Impossible has ever been nominated for anything. Um, and I think it's the weakest of its effects in a, that I've seen in true, recent yeah. movies. So that was, as you may recall, that was one of my main issues with Mission Impossible, that I did think the effects were really up to snuff compared to the other movies. You mean. So yeah. that's, I'm not saying that's a surprise, although it was a little surprised just because they never nominate Mission Impossible movies. But right. there's room for other stuff. Yeah, I agree. I mean, <laughs> including, uh, you know, uh, I would have included John Wick here again, too, for a technical category. John Wick, yeah. Um, so... Um, I mean the killer because we saw that one sequence where like <laughs> they're just true, doing all actually. kinds of stuff and yeah we we talked about it on the show like when he's escaping from Paris yeah like all that is visual effects and Fincher. that's not even like him riding the motorcycle like know? that's that's the invisible effects I'm talking about right there yeah. Fincher right, knows right, how to do this stuff like right. and that's the stuff that I think I appreciate because you could it's more seamless mm-hmm. um, that's kind of I guess what I'm talking about versus like a Napoleon where I can kind of see what they're doing here. I, I know that it's probably larger and when it's obvious, it's obvious for sure. As far right, as like, right, right. yeah, he didn't blow up a horse. I mean, like, no, of course not. I mean, <laughs> but... it would be all over that, but I'm talking more like, yes, I sense, I sense the visual scale, but I can also sense that it's not really there versus something like the killer where it's a lot of up close stuff. Um, and you're like, Oh yeah, I didn't realize that they added camera shake after the film. And they also added all the lights digitally um, or, you know, Michael Fassbender, the way that he's like moving around is like, it's, it's all visual effects, you know? Um, did you actually watch that whole entire part about how they filmed the Paris sequence? Yeah. Uh, with like the room, it's like, it's incredible stuff. So again, movie yeah. magic for one, but yeah, what they were doing there, I would appreciate if the killer, that would have been cool for it to get nominated. Yeah. Um, the creator, I'm very happy, which is cause I, the fact that it costs yeah. so much less um, than most of the, you know, the big budget movies that are up here. Right. Uh, that speaks well to what uh, Gareth, Gareth Edwards was able to pull off um, mm-hmm. with that movie. And then Godzilla minus one 
is even less <laughs> money. That's true. <laughs> Fifty million, right? Yeah. Now it's saying now they're saying ten. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, it keeps going down. <laughs> yeah, so it's uh, well, it was in yen, so they had to convert it down. Yeah. <laughs> so, I see. <laughs> but I also think the effects are incredible in Godzilla minus. They one. are incredible. I, yeah, um, I think that you and Mark both pointed out as like you know one of your favorite scenes from a movie from twenty twenty three was like the boat chase sequence. Like that that scene is incredible. Yeah, yeah and I I literally can't tell if it's like a combination of miniatures and full cg or like it and it is full cg i believe but like it's very impressive in that to make it that make this impossible thing seem that real right um uh, yeah killers of the flower moon could have been in here as well for like similar reasons like napoleon where it's just like there's a lot of stuff that you're not seeing that's visual effects um as far that's as true entire town and time of place that's he had 200 million to make that movie. Yeah, I, mean, it's, I guess it's I there. was like, I was thinking more like production design for that, but I, I can see what you're saying from a visual sec, uh, effects. Thing. It'd be a combination, of, like they built a town, so yeah, it'd be, it'd be both. But I, right. I mean, which it does have a nomination for production design. So yeah. it doesn't. No, it does not in there. Production design? Oh, it is in there. Sorry, my bad. Yeah, Killers yeah. of Flower. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Not for visual effects, though. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Um. Okay. Well, we get to the shorts here. I'll just leave, read all of these. Uh, live action, we have The After, which I believe is David Yellow. Uh, Invincible, Night of Fortune, Red, White, and Blue, The Wonderful Story of Henry Sugar. Animated short film, we have Letter to a Pig, 95 Senses, Our Uniform, Pachydermy? Mm-hmm. Pachydermy? 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 Yeah. Pachydermy. Jesus Christ. Oh. Pachydermy. <laughs> so it's about elephants. Yeah. Um, War is Over, inspired by the music of John Nyoko. Documentary shorts, we have the ABCs of book banning, the barber of Little Rock, Island in Between, The Last Repair Shop, and Nai Nai Waipo. Yeah. I haven't seen any of these shorts, uh, I except for the one for World of Pain and Sugar. Um, I want to talk to you more about Nai Nai Waipo later uh, when we talk about a different movie. Um, so we'll get back to Sean Wang. Uh, but um, I'm curious your, your take on all these. Uh, I've only seen one from each right now. Okay. Um, so I, yeah, I don't have much to go on beyond the fact that I always look forward to the shorts. I'm always excited to watch yeah. these. So I'm, I'm and they're always usually all available before the uh, Academy Awards. They will be, and they'll even be in theaters, um, which yeah. is always cool. Um, right. if you have the, if you have the ability to, to, to catch them that way. Right. Um, but yeah, nothing much to go on here. I don't know anything about the, the, the potential snubs in the shorts sure. categories. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. but they will be watched by Aaron and I. We will see them. Yeah. And that's it. That's the category. That's all the categories. We did it. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> as you can kind of guess from both of our demeanors, again, a pretty straightforward Oscars nominations. Uh, kind of a bummer for some of the smaller films, but you know, it's not that I'm not excited because I, th- I did say that it was a good year in movie for 2023. It's just that I I would have liked some. I think uh, as we characterize maybe some bolder choices um, that would have been fun because at this point, you know, there's some new blood in the Academy, but also there's probably still a lot of like old heads. Uh, and I, I'm curious like when that tide changes, because uh, we've seen some changes already in the last uh, five, seven years, but um, yeah, let, let's get rid of some of our thinking about superhero movies, action movies uh, and animated movies. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not against the idea of being more bold because I point that out all the time when it comes mm-hmm. to this kind of thing. But I'm always excited for the Oscars. The Oscars, it's big, Hollywood's biggest night. <laughs> like, I'm, 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 How dare I'm, you? I was looking forward to seeing 
seeing how things shake out, what's going to happen. Sure. So like, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it for sure. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, we did it. We went through all the categories. That's I think going to do it uh, for this bonus okay. episode. Uh, you can find the show everywhere. You can find podcasting. Everywhere. We're online. You follow us yeah. all over the place. It's it's not hard. Yeah. Um, stay tuned. There's a lot of bonus stuff we have coming up. Uh, this should replace. This should release very soon after we record this compared to everything else. So we'll look mm-hmm. out for the upcoming horror awards of 2023, which we've recorded already. A lot of fun there and very long. Um, <laughs> we have a lot of categories. <laughs> with with which with which guests? With Mike with Professor Mike Dillon and Mark Hoffmeyer, of course. Yeah. Um, fun talking all about the horror movies 2023 film. Uh, and uh, we'll have a Sundance uh, show as we normally do, a Sundance Film Festival uh, kind of a uh, recap episode. So stay tuned for all that. Uh, but yeah, that's gonna do it for this episode. So until next time, so long and goodbye. <laughs>